Welcome to Ball vs. Life, a podcast where your hosts, JC and Jack, discuss NorCal vs. SoCal perspectives, the Bay vs. LA. Thanks for tuning in. Let's roll. Woo! Ball vs. Life is back, dude. I can't believe the offseason is over. I am your host, Jack, and I got my co-host, JC. What's cracking, boy? Nice, Man, it, it's nice to be back, bro. I know, dude. I know. It feels good, dude. It feels good. I'm like kind of. I feel. I feel the jitters right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling the jitters, man. It's like you know. It's like first day of school once again. I don't even know how many episodes we're <laughs> we're on. We're we're more than seventy episodes. Yeah, in, more than seventy and, for sure. You, know, you 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 go into the hibernation for a little bit, and just mm-hmm. everything kind of, you know, you kind of get used to not recording. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, man. We're back in session, so we'll see I how mean, the, how this goes. You know, I, I we're not obviously we talk about other sports, but we are purely mostly a basketball uh, podcast. Yeah. Just because we need a little off season, you know, this yeah, can't man. be like a sports is twenty four seven. So yeah. we need a little break. We we don't get paid for this. Just you know, we definitely just for, for the record. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like we we gotta get some. We gotta get some off season action just to yeah. recalibrate. You know, focus on our lives a little bit. Try to just recenter, just so that we have the energy, and and the the wit and the humor and the 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 podcast chops to be able to do this for another season, man. So, I miss you, bro. I miss you too, man. And we miss you know people who listen to this podcast, dude. Yeah, man. So you know, hopefully the listeners didn't tune out. We are back in session, and we're gonna. Try to bring a little bit of this sort of Bay versus LA energy back to get that know, back in the air, man. This is, I, I was telling you before we started recording that this episode is bringing back the, the genesis, man, yeah, of our podcast, Bay versus LA, man. <laughs> and it couldn't be more appropriate just because I, I feel like this past weekend, mm-hmm. that's just everything that's been kind of covered, at least within our two, you know. Uh, locations, man. Just yeah, you know, Lakers, Warriors, Dodgers, yeah. Giants. I know. But before like, we get into that, man, how how has life been, dude? Oh man, it's been all right, man. It's been kind of <laughs> it's been kind of nice to actually not really um kind of uh, record for a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. as much as I love you know chopping it up with you, it's just been nice to be able to kind of focus on you know the family a little bit, just kind of spending time with the kids and just kind of hanging out with the kids, doing uh doing kids stuff but in addition to that i had a huge huge backlog of like just other content non-sports content so i was just kind of working my way through the 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 backlog a little bit but um you know i don't know nothing beats the drama sports i'll tell you that but i had some fun catching up with a bunch of like uh the squid game stuff and some of the marvel stuff that they had uh on disney plus what about you yeah and obviously, dude, as two Asian guys, you know, Shang-Chi, dude, Legend Ooh. of the Ten Rings, came out early September, yeah, right? It, it was beginning of September. Yeah. I think it was Labor Day weekend or something? something yeah, like that. something like that, actually, yeah. yeah. And we, and dude, coming into the, um, the movie release, like, we were mm-hmm. kind of in the same camp, right? Yeah. Like, you know, being, you know, underrepresented in, in, yeah. in media, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we we had high expectations like you know mm-hmm. offline we we've been talking about shang chi and what we kind of wanted this this you know marvel character uh bring mm-hmm. to the table and 
I don't know, man. Initially, we were we were really, you know, you know, suspect with things like we really kind of had really high standards. And, I think uh, we wanted to temper our expectations because mm-hmm. we didn't want to go in and kind of have a letdown, you know, yeah. <laughs> because it, it I mean, to have an Asian superhero, it's unheard of, dude. I yeah. mean, he's the lead. He's the, the guy. It's, yeah. it's yeah, it's unheard of. Exactly. And uh, I don't know, man. There were a lot of different movies that were kind of bandied about in terms of comparisons for that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, man. That's that's tough if you kind of start, you know, throwing those expectations. Black Panther is the one that we've yeah. always talked about in terms of, you know, breaking the barrier, you mm-hmm. know, with African-American people and having, you know, that type of representation um, in, you know, these, these comic book movies and Black Panther man yeah i mean that was i mean it it, it got oscar nods dude yeah, exactly, <laughs> I mean, like man. that's how great it was it wasn't just a marvel movie yeah. you know it transcended uh it was a know, cultural a of, mm-hmm. I, I don't know man it was a cultural phenomenon that's what it was yeah yeah, yeah. i mean you gotta chadwick boseman rest in peace mm-hmm. i mean he's a great actor dude michael b jordan i mean another amazing actor and it's just and you know yeah the, but the, but but let's not you know let's no, that's that's, why we that's what we were coming in with. Right? Yeah, we were, Come, yeah, yeah. We, we were coming in with that energy. <laughs> yes, and eventually, um, you know, uh, you know, I I, I kind of backed down a little bit, and I was just mm-hmm. like, you know what, it's gonna be tough to get there. <laughs> it's just like going to the seventy three nine Warriors and just thinking mm-hmm. that your, your squad is gonna be that, you know, the next season once again. And that's just gonna be a losing proposition. So I watched it, man. I, I think I watched it the first week that it, it dropped, man. And, oh, and uh, it's not easy for you to watch these movies, man, exactly. as a dad. So exactly. You, you, that's that's how important you wanted to, you know. So support, like, man. Support, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And that's where I came through. I mean, I watched it at the theater. I didn't want to wait until, like, Disney Plus because God knows how long it took uh, Black <laughs> Widow to hit Disney Plus. Um, and... And, and real talk, dude, like I was still kind of wavering just because, you know, despite what we think about COVID uh, as slowing down, it's still very much out there. So I was looking for like the perfect mm-hmm. opportunity to catch it, uh, you know, in the theater just because, dude, it's been a minute, man. Real talk, yeah. if I wanted to watch something like a Marvel movie, all of the other Marvel movies I watch in the theater. So I was able to score like a, a nice little matinee show uh you know, on like a random Thursday in those mm. like super bougie theaters, and nice. I had a ball, dude. It was uh, it was pretty entertaining, man. Yeah. I think after I tempered the expectations and it kind of just shut my brain down a little bit. It wasn't that bad of a movie. I felt, you know, yeah. coming out of the theater, I was just like, man, the mu- like the last song after the the credits rolled out, and I was just like, you know what, I had fun. So. It was uh, it was pretty entertaining for what it was. Yeah, I, I agree. I think going into a Marvel movie in general, mm-hmm. you you want to be entertained. Mm-hmm. That that's really the baseline. I, I when we bring up Black Panther, that's an outlier. Yeah, <laughs> you exactly. know, like it's if you look at you know, Marvel has done a great job in most of their movies, but not on the level of Black Panther in terms of cultural rever- yeah. uh, like relevance. Yeah. So going into Shang Chi, it's. Just, just from that alone, entertainment value, hell yeah, dude! It was, it was, a, it was a plus yeah. for sure. From entertainment, from start to finish, yeah. you got what you paid for. Yeah, like, exactly. I didn't go out of theater saying like, oh man, dude, like I paid, I don't know, movies nowadays, fifteen bucks or yeah. whatever it is, fifteen twenty dollars, which is pretty pricey. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm like, dude, I got my money's worth. Yeah, I mean, they had, you know, from a production standpoint, mm-hmm. I think they did a really good job. 
from a casting standpoint, I mean, it's, it's not like we have an overflowing level no. of talent, uh, Asian talent right now. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's growing day by day. So, uh, you know, I think they did a good job. And, you know, like stunts. I mean, I had fun watching that stunt. Yeah, it kinda the gave action me, scenes were good. Yeah, exactly, man. It gave me Jackie Chan vibes in terms of mm-hmm. like that type of energy and fun that you would get from like, a, you know, from from an action movie. So, and it had a little bit of humor as well, you know. So, yeah, I, I, I was entertained. I, I, I saw a lot of memes afterwards, like people saying like going in, you know, expecting to want to see Simu's performance, mm-hmm. but coming out, Tony Leung was the man, oh, <laughs> you know, this guy stole the show. About, he's a, le- he's a true casting, legend, bro. Like that I was know. like, that was a home run in terms of casting mm-hmm. him as a, I keep on calling him the Mandarin man because he's the only <laughs> Mandarin. Yeah. And, you know, Tony's, Tony's like a legit like yeah. you know, award-winning sort of Asian mm-hmm. actor, and it's a kind of a shame that he hasn't hit like the mainstream, so that like the rest of the world can really appreciate what he I has. Know. And this is the first time where a lot of mainstream, non-sort of Asia Asia cinephiles mm-hmm. have gotten you know a glimpse of his talent. So if anything, that's mm-hmm. a, a big plus uh, for Tony. You know what I mean? And I think he's just hasn't made it his mission to to act in american mm-hmm. movies and because i mean he's a big star in asia and if you really um, for those that watch the movie his english is actually incredible <laughs> i mean like you know he, he's not his his english is not hev- that heavily accented mm-hmm. it's i'm like wow this where have you been in terms of acting in american movies man he would have been killing it if he man, did he's a pure actor where he, he is, is like he, he don't give a fuck about like the you know the dollar signs he just really wants to find roles that really yeah. kind of give him an ability to just kind of flex his acting muscle and i don't know dude i i, I kind of feel bad just because i know of tony leong mm-hmm. and uh, i know of the movies that he's been in but like all yeah. of these sort of like uh, other movies that he's been a part of in the mood for love Chongqing express they're yeah. not really the most widely available movies right it's not like you could just pop it on like netflix and then you know and pop it in you know what i mean like you gotta get like these special movie file criterion collection sort of dvds or blu-rays to be able to get it but they are really really awesome movies and i don't know man that's in the to-do list after all of the other stuff that i'm watching Oh yeah, for sure. I was talking to Christine afterwards and saying like, "We that we we gotta watch some of um, Tony Leung's old movies, you know? Just go, just binge it like a, on a weekend." Yeah, I mean, he he deserves yeah, it, dude. He deserves, yeah. But but you know what? At the end of the day, while watching the movie, Simu did a great mm-hmm. job. All the, all the actors in it did a great yeah. job. Just seeing the representation was, you know, it, it kind of hit me right in the, in, in you know, in the gut, mm-hmm. man, in a good way. You know, I was like, "Dang, man, wow." I, did, I just didn't. It's happened. Didn't think this would happen. I mean, like this is literally happening right before yeah, our eyes. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's a. I mean, I watch a lot of Asian content. At, you know, at least Filipino content, but it's always kind of mm-hmm. just tailored for like that niche audience that speaks mm-hmm. the language. For us to be represented in the big screen, uh, you know, in, into mainstream American sort of culture, that's big, yeah. man. That's big. Yeah, and I'm. And I mean, speaking of Asian stuff, you mentioned earlier Squid Game. I mean, Asians are on the rise, dude. Like, just content-wise, I mean, Squid Game, the number one show on Netflix. I think, you know, as we as we were recording this, I think that's official. 
um, that's in, it's crazy. It's crazy the influx of just Asian content mm. becoming mainstream. Talking <laughs> about that, yeah, dude. It's it's the what was the the ranking? It's the most viewed Netflix series of all yeah. time. Of all time, dude. And it's it's has has it even been out like two three months? No, I, even, I think I don't it's even know, dude. it's yeah. Isn't it nuts? And I've seen so many memes, yeah. so many things trending about Squid Game. <laughs> Just, just with all cultures, yeah, dude. dude. People are playing these games, man, or like making jokes about it. I'm like, what? Yeah, that's when you it's know. Crazy. That's when you know you really kind of hit a nerve with the culture. Is once the memes start popping up, you know yeah. that you, you you're really resonating with, you know, with the uh, with the with the culture, mainstream culture. And this is global, dude. Like, this is not just I like know. American culture. Like, you know, I'm seeing Squid Game references like in in Asia. You know what I mean? And it's just like. Yeah. Like it's it is used in American culture, so it's just it's global, man. Mm-hmm. What a phenomenon! Are you caught up with yeah. it, bro? I am, dude. I know you're not yet, so we'll, we'll obviously <laughs> no people spoilers, who are listening dude. to this also we don't yeah. know we don't want to spoil yeah. anything, but please check out the show, dude. It's it's a thriller, if anything, suspense thriller. You know, got some got some action in it, so it'll keep you on your seat. That's for Someone sure. Someone was asking me what is the show kind of about, or what is it reminiscent of. And mm. like I don't know, and you can you can kind of uh, give your assessment, but it was it kind of reminded me of like the old school Japanese battle royale, which was yes, the I was gonna say the exact exactly same thing. right, which is sort mm. of like the I guess the inspiration for uh, for hung- Hunger Games, uh, in, yeah, in that yeah. series, but mm-hmm. it's kind of like that, but it's not, you know what I mean? Because it kind of yeah. has that sort of angle with like. The, the children's games it kind of has that level of sort of like gore and like violence but yeah. then mm-hmm. i don't know dude like the character development i think might be a little bit more sophisticated than battle royale yeah um yeah, for sure so it, but the concept the co- of people coming together and you know converging and surviving mm-hmm. uh, without giving away too much yeah. um that's that's I mean that's not a new concept, yeah, yeah, yeah. but but the execution of it in the storytelling and the character development definitely yeah. definitely it is, is world class for Squid man. Game. It's just from a production yeah. standpoint, like everything is just like you know cinematography. Mm-hmm. You know, I know people were crapping on like the dubbing. I don't know how you guys were watching it. I shamefully have watched it with uh, with English. English subtitles with English. English dub, unfortunately. Yeah, I did the same thing, man. <laughs> but I heard actually the dubbing wasn't. I mean, usually it's it's just hor- horrific. I heard it was it was average, not bad actually. I think all things considered, I mean, we, but we, I don't you know. gotta ask like the Korean perspective for that to be able yeah. to really do that. Just because I was kind of doing the same thing when they had another Netflix series with the Filipino mm-hmm. roots called uh, Trese. I think I told you about mm-hmm. it. I don't know if you've had a chance mm-hmm. to. Ch- to uh to watch it it might be good to watch as halloween approaches because it's really on the creepy Mm. side um okay and the dubbing wasn't really as good as with the original tagalog i'll tell you that Mm. but the difference is it's animated right as mm, opposed mm -hmm. to like live action but who knows it might be might be worse but i don't know man i think that's up for debate but with with dubbing you definitely realize there's a lot lost mm-hmm. in the language. That's true. Because like, when I watch like Chinese movies, yeah. when they speak Mandarin, and then I see the dub or I see the the even the subtitles, I'm like, wow, they really kind of missed out like some of the the back exactly round or the the just the the I don't exactly. know. There's just so much things unsaid or exactly. not not are 
completely articulated exactly. through the subtitle. Exactly. Stuff. But look, we don't we don't speak exactly. Korean, so there's yeah. no there's no way around it. I ain't it. missing anything. I'm getting the most that I can with the English yeah. with the English dub. But yeah. Squid Game, man, it's like it's it's so yeah, popular. Man. It's crazy, man. Halloween costumes, like all these kinds of uh, like just the memes that just kind of are spitting off of it. It's crazy, man. Actually, that's a that's a good point. Halloween's coming up, and dude, Squid Game's gonna be the thing dude, dude, this year. Everybody's gonna be wearing uh, those freaking jumps jumpsuits. I know. So it's it's hey man. So Asian representation. We've been bitching and moaning about not getting that that love, but it seems like it's getting mm-hmm. mainstream love. I think what uh, remains to be seen is sort of sustainability and and consistency mm-hmm. with having that mm-hmm. sort of representation. And I think mm-hmm. what I'd like to see is just you know seeing that be more represented in general sort of american mm-hmm. culture so like you know instead of like a theme thing where it's just strictly just like all you know chinese characters or you know mm-hmm. or korean characters like i mean there's like a lot of asian people in america bro you know what i mean yeah. and like and you know we're we're kind of intermixed with like all the other cultures so it'd be kind of mm-hmm. nice to have to, to see that because we see all of these sort of asian half asian people like did you know mm-hmm. like olivia rodrigo is like half filipino like she's one of like the know. hottest like pop stars out there doing yeah. all of these and i think she's a little bit more proud to kind of ha- sh- mm. sh- you know show that representation but just kind of i don't know it'd be nice to see even see get you know these familiar faces out there so yeah i mean i think we are on the cups cusp, cusp of mm. the <laughs> cusp of you know this this golden age period that's coming for for asian representation i really do believe that i mean if you really see how the trend mm-hmm. you know it's in it i mean even though these big things happen but even in the music industry bts is huge oh, dude, dude. they're like yeah. they're at the top of the billboard <laughs> charts man i mean yeah they're killing it like if anything koreans are taking over and our, our buddy taewoo who helped design the logo mm-hmm. for this podcast he predicted a long ago, man. Korean's gonna take over. <laughs> Squid Game style. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Right. Savage, exactly, man. Exactly. Well, you know, they're they're putting out good shit out there. So you know, they are. much love yeah. to our Korean brethren. Shout out to Taewoo, man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, let's let's get back into what this podcast is about, mm. dude. And that's Bay versus LA, <laughs> man. If people haven't noticed. JC's energy is actually really high today. <laughs> yeah, man. Unusually it's high. Unusually high. Yeah, it's one of yeah. the better days. So tell me what happened, bro. Why do you think? And unless you you you've been sleeping under a rock, you have a big baseball series going on right now. I mean, these are two bitter rivals. I'm yeah. telling you, man. The Dodgers versus the Giants, and I can say today was a really sad night for me mm-hmm. personally. Mm-hmm. And it was a really good night for you, mm. my friend. I'm sorry, man. Because the Dodgers <laughs> lost tonight in a pivotal game, yeah. dude. Pivotal game. The Giants stole home court advantage yeah. back. Game three, NLDS, uh, best of five, man. The series is, what, 2-1 Giants at this point after game three? Yeah. And it's... Why don't you recap game one first before we get to, to today? So this game recap the series. Let me start off with that. This is the first time that the Giants and the Dodgers have matched up in the playoffs, uh, you know, ever since they moved out west. So despite, you know, the rivalry, which is really heated just because they're division rivals, they Mm -hmm. haven't met in the postseason. It always seems like they, you know, when the the Dodgers were good, the Giants suck. 
and vice versa mm-hmm. and they never really kind of aligned with that and setting up this you know i guess ginormous Showdown. series was this yeah. season long battle for first place yeah. and dominance of NL West and the giants needed to have the the most magical season to even beat the dodgers <laughs> dude we won 107 games which is it blows my mind to this I day know. dude just because even when the giants were winning the world series earlier in the decade dude we would barely scratch 90 wins so to surpass mm-hmm. 100 triple digit wins in a season was crazy and that was required because the dodgers and are an all-time talented team man and they they're, they're a juggernaut they, they put up like we literally had to like go win at like a 95 percent clip <laughs> just to be able to beat the dodgers man and towards the end of the season I mean, we just clinch on the last day of the season. You yes. know what I mean? And then we're, uh, you were sweating bullets, dude. I was sweating bullets, man, because there was no margin for error. I feel like the Giants have no. been playing uh, playoff baseball for like the past two months just because the Dodgers mm-hmm. were putting that much pressure uh, onto the Giants, which sets up this crazy series. A five mm-hmm. games, it's not even seven games, so there's no margin for error mm-hmm. between the you know, 107 wins Giants and 106 wins Dodgers, and game one. And let's not for, let's not forget that the wild card game, the oh, Dodgers had a. Yeah. Ooh, that was that was a barn burner, dude. Literally, Chris Taylor hit a home run to win the game, dude. I mean, Scherzer was up there pitching, and he pitched a solid game, but it was, you know, it was a tie game in going into the ninth. So yeah, let's not forget the Dodgers had momentum yeah. going into winning up. Obviously, a must-win. Yeah. You know, it would have been disastrous if they lost. I'll tell yeah. you that much. That was completely disastrous. That was a big win by the Dodgers because uh, the Cardinals, they're playing better baseball than the Giants and the Dodgers combined. I know, dude. They were, I think they're on some insane winning, like 18, 17-game exactly, winning man. streak or something like so, that. So, like, it wasn't yeah. a gimme by any chance. No. And you guys needed Not Max Scherzer out there to even kind of just you know, cool them down just for a little bit mm-hmm. to, to do that. Mm-hmm. And the Dodgers still won it late in that game. It was a walk-off, dude. I wasn't even watching. It was a walk-off, dude. Oh, yeah. So you've been doing, you've been watching playoff baseball on your end. I know, dude. dude. Yeah, I was, I was like tearing out my hair. I was like, dude, the Dodgers cannot lose this game. It just, they can't. Yeah, you bet. To, to win 106 games on the season <laughs> and lose in the wild card game, that's like, that's, ah, and you know, you're, 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 champs last year exactly. <laughs> exactly exactly so it sets up this five game series yeah. and and this should be a seven game series be man. A seven damn game it series dude yeah. a lot of people are actually have been saying that real talk this is the world series <laughs> i know man it feels like <laughs> it, it feels dude. like it because it's uh, the battle of the two best teams in baseball I, from a record I perspective i mean you can make yeah. that argument um and I'll tell you this: No one thought that the Giants would be in this position. No projections had us winning seventy-five to seventy-seven games at the most <laughs> That's crazy. this year. So we have, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, we're almost playing with house money at this point because no one saw this coming. But you know, <laughs> if you're here, yeah. you gotta go for it because, as we've seen with other sports, man, it's just like when you have an opportunity to cash in on, you know, mm-hmm. on making a run, you gotta do it. So sets mm-hmm. us up for game one, man. Uh, you have uh, Logan Webb, which is yep. a third-year player out of nowhere, starting for the Giants. I know, man. Against 
Walker, Walker Bueller, Bueller, dude. Cy Young candidate. The man. ace. Yep, Cy Young candidate. I was in pins and needles that whole game. I didn't get that. Mm-hmm. Not at all, man. It's been three games already. I feel like I've that game is so far behind already just because yeah, it does. so much that's happened already <laughs> yeah. then. But bottom line, the story of that game was Logan Webb just kind of – he dominated – he, he, if anything, he pushed a game of his life, yeah, dude. He <laughs> yeah, he did, and I don't know. He really did. Did you, did you know of Logan Webb coming to this 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 game? Real talk. I, I'm gonna be honest. No, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't follow the Giants. Exactly. Dude. No. I mean, I only follow the Giants because I was tracking them throughout the season. Yeah. I, okay, you I have heard of them. Logan Webb, but I didn't know. Just his profile, no, his history. Exactly. That's and I don't saying. mean to put okay. you on the spot because your perspective, yeah. I'm pretty sure, mirrors, you know, 80% of baseball fans mm-hmm. out there because mm-hmm. no one outside of San Francisco cares about Logan Webb. Like, he's not a big no. name. You know? I mean, outside of Buster Posey, like, is there any huge star on the exactly. Giants? Like, that, that's name recognizable. Exactly. exactly. I mean, we have Brandon Crawford who came up clutch, yeah, Brandon Crawford. clutch yep. today. But... Mm-hmm. Real talk, I'm sure like the national press does not, you know, you know, give him the same notoriety that you would get from like, you know, um, Tatis Jr. or anybody. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean? I'm just saying, it's just like we have no names. Like these are just a bunch mm-hmm. of ragtag, either OGs, veterans, and just like no names. And he, at this point, Logan Webb was our number three pitcher coming into mm-hmm. like the last two months of the season dude like no one knew where he was so for him to be able to perform at that level uh you know with the lights and and all that pressure was really really impressive on my end he you know he kind of shut down the dodgers dude he did he did shut down the dodgers incredibly and that was that was a that was a rough start for the dodgers mm-hmm. you know you have your ace going against logan webb walker bueller who does have postseason experience? So, yeah, that's that's a rough, that's a tough pill to swallow. But again, it's an away game, yeah. so you lose the first one. You're thinking, yeah. all right, if we if we can split it, you know, you just want to steal home court advantage. That's what it's you not a do. series until the first uh, home team loses. That's what they keep on saying, mm-hmm. right? So, mm-hmm. which <laughs> it became a series in game two because <laughs> yeah, the Dodgers yeah, because... just trounced the Giants, man. I did, I, yeah, Julio Urias was pitched oh, a really man, great game. Man. I mean, and also don't forget he was a twenty-game winner man, this year, dude. and that's that's not easy to do nowadays in modern base in today's baseball because starting pitchers are taken out much much earlier now. Like you don't see starting pitchers like pitch seven eight innings. They they try to conserve these pitchers, so a lot of times they don't get the wins. Dude, was he even a, a part of the rotation last year? I swear to God, he, he was. Okay. I swear to God, he was. Uh, but but he was in and out. He was in and out though. Like the um the Dodgers have always been prepping him as a starting pitcher, mm. but not full time. And this is the year that they real like he was primed for it. So is he became a full time starting pitcher gig. You know he he worked relief first when he came mm. in, and you know they worked him up the chain. So they did it in a in in the right way. Well, every time I see him, he's mowing down our hitters. So I never want to see mm. him again. <laughs> Just because he well, ate us up, they gave you me. probably will see him again if the series <laughs> keeps going. <laughs> I don't know I, because at this point, Scherzer's not going to pitch again. Uh, um, you know, so. so coming into today, dude, it was one up, man. A five game series. Know, now it's just a three game set. <laughs> with and coming back, coming back to, to LA, Stadium, dude. Now with yeah. LA, yeah, with home field advantage because the next two games are in your in Chavez Ravine, man. So. I was I was in pins and needles the whole day today, bro. You have no idea, man. 
it was tough. And you got the man, you know, he's literally the man who's pitching for the Dodgers. You know, you gave up a lot for this guy to come in to take you to the World Series Dude. again. Scherzer, you know? I don't eat. I don't even know who's the ace for the Dodgers, dude. You guys have four like Cy Young candidates. Like <laughs> Kershaw, oh, uh, freaking Urias with a 20 game, mm-hmm. Walker Buehler, and then Max Scherzer. The Giants yeah. should not be where they are right now, dude. Seriously. Like oh. from a talent standpoint, oh my god, dude. That's like literally a dream freaking rotation, man. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. But I, I do think a big knock on the Dodgers has been the bats sometimes don't come alive, even though the talent is outstanding, <laughs> you know, up and down the lineup. I'm sure as a fan of the Giants, you're freaking deathly afraid. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Just up and down the lineup. There's no real, uh, you know, there's no real there's s- no break, soft dude. spot in yeah, it. Every yeah, t- I'm just like, dude, it's like the pitcher is coming up. It's like lower in the order. And then Cody Bellinger, who won the freaking MVP couple years mm-hmm. back is batting and i'm just like are you kidding me dude there's no mm-hmm. break with the squad but the crazy thing about baseball is really pitching wins in the postseason though <laughs> i mean like if your defense can hold up just like in any sports mm-hmm. dude when it comes postseason defense matters the yeah, most absolutely like any sport you could you could have a juggernaut offense throughout the whole regular season but come the postseason whoever has the hottest pitching mm-hmm. wins exactly and bullpen. Bullpen matters a lot, too. Let's not yeah, forget, dude, right? Exactly. Uh, I mean, that's part of the pitching, pretty much. You know what I mean? So it's just yeah. like... And your boy today closed it out, man. Yeah, man. Actually, that's another thing. So mm-hmm. Scherzer pitched a gem. Let's not get it twisted, Oh, dude. man. He was he was dominant. Dude, he was dominant, bro. He had 10Ks, man. Our, yeah. our, our hitters were just swinging at air, except for that one shot. Oh, man. One mistake cost everything. And, and I'll tell you this, dude. This is how... Like, you cannot make up this drama. Evan Longoria has been ice cold, mm-hmm. like, for the past mm-hmm. month. Like, he's been in and out of the, you know, of the of the lineup. Uh, he got sick. There was, like, some, some injury. There was, like, some COVID concerns. There was, like, you know, so he just couldn't get into rhythm. His defense has always been solid, but his bat has been ice cold. So he was mm-hmm. the last person that I thought was going to launch, you know, off of Scherzer. But that's baseball <sighs> for you, man. That is baseball for you, man. That is baseball for you. And, oh, man, I think, was it the eighth inning? Brandon Crawford made that catch. Oh, oh man, dude. that was freaking brutal. There were two dude. men on base. Dude, I was, I was sweating. I know. That was, you... <laughs> dude, that was the game saver. To be I'll honest. tell you this. Let me tell you this. This is a setup. Um, so I was trying to put my son to sleep at that point in time, <laughs> right? So I was watching on yeah. my tablet, and homeboy is like, he's at that, like, tipping point from like yeah. being awake and, and, and going to sleep so i'm like I'm, I'm patting him just to make sure that he's kind of you know getting really really comfortable because i'm trying to watch this game and finish this game <laughs> and then i'm really nervous so the padding also helped with my anxiety just because i'm just like i just need to do something outside like it's like twiddling my fingers and then cr- and you know, they they get some people on base and i'm in my head i'm just like fuck dude here come the Dodgers, <laughs> and then Betts is up, and I was like, "Oh my God, Mookie Betts, he's, he's gonna kill us!" <laughs> I see that hit, I see that liner, the liner, and I was like, "Like," and I couldn't do anything, dude. Like I was just like so muted because I did, 
I had been putting that boy to sleep for like the past 45 minutes. I couldn't lose him at that point, dude. It was like a total <laughs> freaking like, uh, I don't even know, man. I was, it was like a blue balls celebration, dude. Cause I couldn't really, and I saw him catch stag that. Cause I like, I've seen him do that play and I've seen him take a stab and miss it. So I, I, and I was watching on a tablet and I didn't know if he was able to snag it. So I was just like, but I didn't see any runners. And I was just like, oh my God, dude. So it's just like, that's why before this recording, I told you, bro, I need, I need 15 minutes, man. Just because like, <laughs> I just needed to unwind. Cause I was just like, I was sitting down by a crib, patting a baby for pretty much the biggest play of the season up to this point. And I'm just like, ah, oh, and here I am on the other side. I'm thinking for entertainment value, we need you on <laughs> right now. <laughs> no waiting 15 yeah, minutes. Dude. You can't cool down. We need exactly, the raw emotion, man. which you've always given us on exactly, this podcast. Exactly, exactly. Like let's let's be honest. Like, you've recorded after playoff Warriors yeah, losses, dude. dude. I've recorded. <laughs> after... I think you blank out, dude. You don't even yeah, know what you're I don't saying. Know, dude. I'm just like I'm morose <laughs> just because Clay busted his ACL and we're gonna lose the finals. <laughs> Um, but I'll tell you this, man, as big as the play that is and as big as the win that is for the Giants, yeah. this series is not yeah. over, man. I am no. not sitting on my laurels because I know how talented the Dodgers are. And I know that the Dodgers have been behind in series before. So on to the next game, man. And I hope that we could yeah. be, you know, we could keep this series short and not see Max or Walker Bueller again just because... You can get him once. I don't know if you can get him twice, man. I know, dude. I I mean, obviously, I'm pulling for the Dodgers. Oh, man. Tomorrow. It's tomorrow, right? Tomorrow, Tomorrow's man. A huge game, These games dude. are coming fast and furious. Uh, it's not even like, like the NBA Finals or anything like that where you get a day, man. This is like back-to-back. Holy crap. Oh, holy crap. Well, I guess, I. you know... I know you have you're very superstitious, oh, yeah. so we won't go into predictions. No predictions. Tomorrow is going to be the game. Tomorrow is going to be the game. We're going to find out soon enough, and tomorrow this podcast will probably be released. So for those people listening to this, you know you will you will know tomorrow by the time you listen to this whether I'll be in shambles or JC will be in shambles, and we'll go into a game five or not. So. Thank you for listening to this, and good good luck to whatever the baseball gods will determine tomorrow. We shall see, man. You take yeah, it game by yeah. game and just enjoy yeah. this. I'll tell you this, man. Regardless of what mm-hmm. happens, I mean, this is an all-time sort of matchup, you know. And this it is, is dude. this is even prior to this this NLDS. Like the, these teams have been slugging it out for like the past, I would say, just the season, bro. And it's mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. it's been it's been nice, man. At least for me, where the Giants haven't really done much, it's really kind of brought back like my 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 love for baseball in many ways. Yeah. And um, you know, ever since having kids, I haven't been really watching a lot of baseball because it's so time consuming to watch this. But I used to watch all mm-hmm. the games, dude. Like one sixty two, I, I I shit you Holy not. Holy crap! You know what I mean? But you can't do that anymore, man. You got. You got yeah, yeah, <laughs> life. So ball versus life. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So um, we'll see where the where the series brings us, man. But yeah, the next time next time we record, it'll be an update. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. There's more than one sport outside of what we talk about, man. And baseball is exactly. just one of them, man. And which is transitions us to a preview 
one week from now, the reason why it's not, you know, talking about Dodgers, Giants mm. are important, but one of the reasons why we're starting this podcast now again is because we're one week away from the opening day damn, damn. of basketball, dude. Isn't it crazy? It crazy. I can't. I, uh, yeah. Dude. So let's let's do a Warriors preview and a Lakers mm. preview, even though we did play each other in the preseason. Mm. Let's go with you first. Let's start with you, man. How, how do you feel about the Warriors so far with what you've seen in training camp mm. and just a couple of preseason games? They're meaningless, but there's still little tidbits that you can get from a preseason Well, game. the biggest thing that I was looking forward to training camp was, um, you know, a lot of the new faces. Cause the, the if team Wiggins is going to get the Vax or not, is that what you were looking forward to? <laughs> okay, all right. Just, sorry, I had to throw it in there. I had to throw it in there. We have we have some Kyrie like problems over here. Uh, <laughs> not anymore. Yeah, not, not anymore. anymore. <laughs> so the, yeah, actually, that was the biggest story coming into the season. It's just like Andrew Wiggins, who is probably the most unassuming player that the Warriors have had in the past decade. Because seriously, yeah. man, he's just he's like a mouse, dude. Like his game is kind of doesn't like, make waves at exactly, all. Exactly, he doesn't. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, there's this sort of chatter that he's like not vaccinated, and then. He refuses to take uh, the COVID vaccine, and there's this sort of mandate in uh, San Francisco. I don't even know if you guys have that in LA, uh, where no, I don't yeah, think so. where don't. if you're gonna be in an indoor stadium, you gotta be vaccinated, man. Yeah, and that was just like media day was a mess, just because like everybody was talking about that they weren't sure if this was gonna ruin the Warriors season because he is a key player for us. So everybody was talking about this Andrew Wiggins drama. Um, mm-hmm. fast forward a little bit after, uh, yep. you know, a week or two, eventually <laughs> after knowing the stakes <laughs> that were, uh, yeah. uh, in line for, for not playing the game, uh, the, the game, at least home games, uh, it's mm-hmm. just a shit ton of money. And I don't know what Andrew it Wiggins' is. reasons were, yeah. who knows, maybe mm-hmm. he was planning to take it until, you know, you know, uh, regulations, you know, required him to do that. Yeah, you know, exactly. and that, I think that was the biggest problem was there was just not a lot of communication. He just never yeah. kind of gave his reasons why he kind of had issues with regards to it. I mean, mm-hmm. it almost became like a political issue, a personal issue, a religious issue. And, you know, and that yeah. gets really muddy, man. Very muddy. So I'm happy that he, at least for the sake of the team, decided to, yeah. to take it. Um and, you know, maybe it's not about the money and maybe it was just being able to be there for his teammates. And if that was the reason, yeah. I give him a lot of credit because he was getting a mm-hmm. lot of pressure to have the vaccine, mm-hmm. which brings us to the Warriors right now and, and where we are as a team. We definitely mm-hmm. were not, you know, did not have the the best depth last year. You saw it, mm-hmm. and we, you know, with the play-in game, and yeah. you know, at the end of the Brutal. season, when Steph, once yeah, Steph and Dre went yeah, out, it, it was oof, it was just it was like the talent really dropped. So I was kind of mm-hmm. curious to see how the new acquisitions would kind of look within our system with uh, Bielitsa and uh, an Auto mm-hmm. Porter. So it's been really encouraging thus far to see, man. We have a lot of shooters. I'll tell you that, man. These yeah. guys can can stroke it. So it'll be kind of interesting to see how uh, they they continue to fit in. They, I mean, coming into this preseason, a lot of the hype that I had was with our rookies. Yes, uh, yes, we talked about it. You know, not too long ago about the draft when we recorded yeah. Kaminga and you know Moody and the, their summer yeah. league was amazing. Exactly, but that's summer league. 
now this, they play with the big yeah. boys. This is this is the big leagues. <laughs> exactly, <now. laughs> it's a different level. Of competition. And I'll tell you this, man. After seeing, uh, you know, Moody and Kuminga for all their talent, the reality is, dude, they're rookies, man. And yes. yeah. you know, Bielitsa and Porter have been in the league. Porter was a lottery pick, for God's sake, dude. Yeah, I know. Uh, and oh. these guys know how to to play, man. They know how to move the ball. They know their spots. They know the cadence of the game. Nothing's too fast. They've played with these other players before in regular season, if not postseason games. So these guys are vets, and it's been kind of refreshing to see that sort of uh, sort of stability in our lineup and bring a little bit of depth. So mm-hmm. uh, coming into today, I think the Warriors are what two and o three and o in their preseason games. They've looked good thus far, but it's preseason, mm-hmm. man. What can you? Yeah. How much can you put on preseason? I'll, I'll tell you this: the the Lakers played the Warriors in a preseason mm-hmm. game, and I actually that I think that was the first game LeBron played in the preseason, um, so he was rusty. But looking at Steph play, he looks like and I and I said this to you: he already looks like he's midseason form, mm-hmm. which is incredible. You know, a lot of times the vets now are just kind of ramping up. They're they're actually kind of taking it easy in these preseason mm-hmm. games. They just want to get tuned up. But man, Steph looks like. Like, he didn't miss a beat from, you know, the end of last season. <laughs> he's just, yeah, he's killing it out there. He, he, he should look fresh, man. We didn't play in the postseason. So this That's we true. had an extra two months <laughs> off, man. We did not play yeah. any postseason games for the past two years. So Steph should look fresh. With that said, Steph is one of the most hardworking players mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, despite all of the other off-court stuff that he has, I'll tell you this. He really mm-hmm. has been... The most hardworking players that we have and that really kind of sets the mm-hmm. tone for um for our organization so as much as i am surprised to see that he's playing really good i'm not surprised just because it's all about the prep work you know who's been playing well Oof. it's uh it's uh, number three man deadpool Deadpool. Oh yeah, you're right. He's been killing it. Yeah, he's been killing it. He's like our Logan Webb, bro. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, Poole has been just on a man on a mission. Yeah. You know, at least at least so far in training camp and, and uh, these preseason mm-hmm. games, like just he jacked up like six or seven. He made six or seven yeah. threes against the the Lakers in the preseason game. I was like, man, what, this kid is like the new Clay Thompson. <laughs> what the hell is going on? Yeah, let's not get let's not get carried away. Well, you know, I, I'm getting a little too hyped exactly. up. You, you let's know, not get it's the preseason. You know, Clay is the Clay's the Hall of Famer in my book. Uh, but the way that I would kind of describe Poole is coming into his rookie season, and he was a late first rounder. A lot of people actually were kind of suspect on us drafting him because he's kind of undersized. It's kind of like on that CJ McCollum kind of mold in terms of like a, a player, mm. and he was. He was throwing breaks his rookie season. In addition to mm-hmm. that, he kind of come came in with like a little bit too much swag, uh, mm-hmm. all over like social media. Just mm-hmm. kind of, mm-hmm. he was on that league fits kind of thing. It was more of like yeah. it. It felt like on the sidelines, it felt like he was more about just like, you know the nba lifestyle rather than the nba play. that reminds me of someone named Kuzma. exactly exactly yeah. so he kind of <laughs> i mean i, I want to give jordan uh pool a little bit more credit uh <laughs> but he was kind of giving me this sort of like young millennial vibe mm. a la kuzma mm. right um mm-hmm. but then something changed i don't know man he's kind of gotten off mm. social media he just like if you mm. actually go on Instagram, like this dude doesn't post anything. Like he, he's just, mm. and he's always in the lab. I've heard in the off season that like from uh like coverage 
that like he literally lives at the practice facility and it seems like this kid is you know out there to to prove naysayers wrong and 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 play well Mm. so we'll see what he can bring i think consistency is gonna be uh you know the name game because he kind of blew up a little bit last year but we'll see if jordan Poole is going to be able to kind of help us bridge to clay coming back so we'll see i mean he's going to be super key you know uh as as clay's working his way back he's got to be one of those like at least well i i think he might be a starter who knows right well we don't know at the end of the day what steve kerr is going to do but at the very least be kind of like a six-man score type off the bench exactly very least he needs to be that exactly so that's that's kind of exciting that at least he's showing out so far exactly exactly and he's putting in the work so i mean you put in the work and you know whatever happens on the court that's what happens you know and and one thing, and, and before we move on to the Lakers, the one thing I like about Jordan Poole mm-hmm. is, um, from what I've heard, uh, he tells Steve Kerr, like, you know, even if I'm playing well, like, call me out on defensive mistakes and all of that stuff. So he really mm-hmm. wants to stay accountable and be a complete player. So I mean, you can't but respect that type of approach and yeah. that type of maturity. Because he's, like, he's young, dude. He's, like, 21. So... Yeah. It's actually kind of really interesting to see, and I'm actually kind of bullish on Jordan Poole. We'll see where, where he goes from mm. here, man. Well, he's got now this team has even more vets to help guide him. Avery Bradley, Otto Porter Jr. I don't know if Avery Bradley's going to make the final mm. roster, but it seems like he will because they you guys already cut Langston yeah. Galloway, right? Um, so it seems like Avery Bradley won that spot. You know who spot. Avery Bradley is fighting when he's playing with the, uh, for that spot is Avery Bradley because... Or actually, no, he's fighting. He's 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 playing against Joe Lacob just because to get that fifteen man mm. roster spot, we got to play uh, the oh, luxury right. tax. Yeah. So even if we pay him at the minimum, we're paying him like six mil or God knows what we're paying him just in luxury. Tax. Hey, what's that to Joe Lacob? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Easy for us to say. It's <laughs> look, not our money. Look, man. I know. I don't. I don't. I don't count uh, another man's exactly. money. But but he is a uh, very rich. exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Um, with that said, well, I guess we'll see. Like, it's coming down to the end, so they're going to make a decision like, soon yeah. enough. Preseason's over in a couple of days, and the season starts 19. Yeah. So, so we, yeah. Moving on to the Lakers, <laughs> we actually have the opposite, yeah, exactly. dude. We had the opposite type yeah. of preseason, man. We're 0-4. <laughs> it's, been, it's been disjointed because the preseason, the Lakers haven't come out with their full mm-hmm. squad. I think AD played the first couple of games, mm-hmm. and LeBron and Russell Westbrook sat and then the game that they played, we played the Warriors. Um, AD sat mm-hmm. right, and uh, Westbrook and LeBron mm-hmm. played for the first mm-hmm. time. And Westbrook, oh man, he's everything in the preseason that you feared. <laughs> he's a turnover machine, and he's a Tasmanian devil on the court. And he's still trying. We definitely realize we need to figure out how to utilize mm-hmm. him, and it's going to be a journey. So what were your thoughts or concerns when you first heard that the deal came through? Obviously, we're kind of seeing that things are kind of, you know, kind of little off right now. But what was your biggest concern? One word, efficiency. Mm -hmm. Just efficiency in terms of shot selection, efficiency in terms of turnovers. Can he cut those down? Those two things. I mean, those two things have plagued Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's an amazing player. I mean, this dude averaged a triple double, a couple. I mean, he's a triple double machine, and he. I think he's averaged a triple double two seasons mm-hmm. already, right? Something like that. And so, and his effort can't be questioned, mm-hmm. at least on the offensive mm-hmm. side. 
you know, this man grabs boards, but can he wait, play winning basketball? Mm-hmm. If you're you, the Warriors have been a winning squad for a long time. Playing winning basketball and putting stats up stats is two different mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And to sacrifice on a, on that level to be part of a team, that's that's the story that I'm I'm hoping will be will play out in a way that's beneficial for the Lakers. But you look at this man's career, it's kind of like how much can he change? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's the fear, mm-hmm. man. That's what I really wondered. And we're about to find out. Like the season's gonna start soon. And when you have AD and LeBron and Westbrook on the court, let's just be quite fair. LeBron and AD at this stage, even though Westbrook is a supreme athlete, mm-hmm. they're the better basketball players. Mm-hmm. So can he sacrifice his game to uplift LeBron and AD? Mm-hmm. Because LeBron will make the pass, bro. You know, you know. I mean, you've watched LeBron for how many years? He he tries to make the right yeah. play. He's not. I mean, he'll try to t- he'll try to score when he mm. needs to, but he also is a person that likes to make the pass and make the he's, right play. He got criticized actually for that. You know what I mean? Exactly. And Westbrook's been criticized for the opposite, mm. for not making the right mm. play, for being kind of Kobe esque, but not having the skill set that Kobe had in terms of the difficult shot making mm. that Kobe could mm. do. Like Westbrook, he just doesn't have that talent to make those incredible shots that kobe Mm. did that freaking i'll I'll be honest like years watching kobe there were many times i'm like bro that's a bad shot Mm. (laughs) but you hit it (laughs) like so i can't really complain but westbrook has missed more than he's made those those difficult shots interesting interesting yeah but I, i i if you ask me right now how optimistic am i on a scale of one to ten I put myself at a four right now, dude. <laughs> like I'm, I'm a, I'm a, you know me. Like I'm a realist, dude. Like as much as I do try to sway being an optimist, but I, I, I can't ignore what I see. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I'm not one of those fair weather fans on a forum that's just like, you know what? It's all gonna work out. I'm like, so far what I've seen, it hasn't been mm. good. Although it's been a very small sample yeah. size, but. Westbrook's career is not a small sample size. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, the data speaks for itself. The production yeah. is there, but the efficiency, yeah. like what you said, might not be where it needs to be to be a championship mm-hmm. caliber team. And you know, obviously, the the running narrative is you know this is like the Expendables. You know, the the Lakers are the Expendables. They're getting all these older players, old vets who are legends, Hall of Famers, mm-hmm. Mello, Westbrook. I mean, Westbrook's not that old, but he's getting up mm. there, right? He's he's tail end of his prime. LeBron, AD's obviously in his prime. These, I mean, these are these are guys that you know they're gonna retire soon, man. <laughs> LeBron and LeBron and uh, Melo for sure. I mean, in a couple of years, if not next year for Melo, <laughs> I don't know how much gas he has left. But yeah, man. there's a lot of uh, years definitely uh, on that uh, Rondo on that yeah. roster. Uh, so mm-hmm. that definitely is a, a concern. Uh, I think uh, load management is going to be key. I feel yep. like uh, at least you know with the older players, you really want to make sure that you don't bust your wad early on and make sure that they're going to mm-hmm. be ready to go. But that's going to be a tough sort of balance, right? Just because you know you you want to get some sort of continuity, but at the same time, you want to make sure that people don't get hurt so it'll be interesting yeah but they're gonna be top billing no matter what like the 
no one's going to sleep on the Lakers, that's for sure. When you have Rondo, Dwight, Melo, LeBron, AD, Russell, Russell Westbrook, yeah, I mean, you're going to go at these guys because <laughs> they're, they're, they're names, yeah. you know? These guys have put in the work. That, that's and, that's, a, that's yeah. the Eastern Conference All-Stars in 2004, bro. I know, what's scary is 2010 is how long ago, dude? In sports years, that's a lifetime. 10 years, that's a lifetime. Some people only have 10-year careers in sports, man. That's crazy, right? And LeBron's on year 19. I mean, all props to him to be able to play in year 19 and still be considered one of the top, maybe top 5, top 10 players in the NBA. Yeah, That's incredible, man. I think Steph, I, I saw a quote recently that Steph was really giving him props for like being at this tip-top yeah. shape at this point in his career because Steph knows he puts in the yeah. work, you know? Game-recognized game, and Steph knows that yeah. whatever LeBron is doing is really, 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 really unprecedented to stay. Yeah. It, it, and it's not like he had like down years. Like LeBron was dominating, no. you know, for like the past 10 years. So it, 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 it really is a marvel. As much as I like to throw shade at lebron yeah i mean just from a basketball perspective and that's always been my beef from a basketball Mm -hmm. perspective i have nothing but respect for that man you Mm -hmm. know it's all the other stuff Mm -hmm. but like from a basketball perspective lebron is hey man top five sheesh top two sheesh you know what i mean it's just you got to show him some love outside of like the the older talent i'm sure there's some new acquisitions and like some younger players yeah, tons yeah. of man. Kendrick Nunn, Taylor Horton Tucker obviously got re-signed, and he's a young he's a young buck on this team. So I mean Malik Monk, who you know has been kind of gone under the radar in his mm-hmm. career so far, but has been known to be a scorer, mm-hmm. um, a streaky kind of shooter, but still got a lot of talent there. So these guys, you know, they're they're in the mix, man. They're in the mix. I miss Alex Caruso <laughs> though, man. Damn. Man. Do you like the acquisition over KCP? Well, AC Fresh, it's hard to, you know, he's a fan favorite. No, he, yeah, he's a fan. Favorite. Like AC Fresh over that. Malik Monk? Would you do that? Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, okay, of course. I don't haven't seen uh, enough of Malik Monk mm-hmm. in in the Lakers squad yet, but I've seen AC Fresh mm-hmm. and this dude fits, mm-hmm. you know. He does all the dirty work. He d- he plays his yeah. role. In terms of Malik Monk, yeah, he could he could do that. I don't I don't think he has a level of defense, but I don't want I don't want to knock him or anything like that comparing him to AC Fresh because we haven't seen him on the squad. But it looks like looks like these guys for now, you know you know how preseason is. People say the yeah. right things, you know. But once the season starts, roles start to get yeah. defined. You know, we'll see how yeah. things shake out. Rotations. Yeah, exactly. Some people get a little unhappy. You know, it, it's all good. You're all hopeful before the season starts, but. When it starts, the wins and losses start counting. <laughs> then that's a different story. Some young players have gotten hurt. Kuminga got hurt. I heard that THC is dealing with yeah, something. Yeah, bro. I don't know. Uh, no, dude, it's bad. He got surgery, dude. He already got surgery. Uh, he torn, torn, uh, torn ligament in his thumb. I think he's gonna be out at least a couple of weeks, at least. So this is not a good sign for the. How did he tear it? Was it in preseason? I think it wasn't a preseason uh, game, but I, I'm not sure of that because this news literally broke today. He's. You know what I mean, and it's tough for these it's young not a good players. Start, man. You know what I mean, and this—that's our young guy. You're you're expecting the old guys to might get hurt. Yeah, you know that's what true. Mean? That's true. Ah, oh, that's rough, man. 
Hey, it's don't tough. don't talk to me about injuries, man. It's seen way too yeah, many. Yeah, no, no. We didn't even talk about <laughs> Niners right now, man. Yeah. We just saved that yeah, for another let's, let's, week. We'll <laughs> save that for another time. Let's, exactly. Uh, let's try to end more positive. Exactly, exactly. But, uh, yeah, man, it's just like some young players, I mean, and, and these injuries are going to give these young other players a chance to be able yes. to shine. And it's kind of unfortunate, mm-hmm. actually, that the younger players are getting hurt. But, you know, maybe if they're younger, they'll get they'll heal quicker. <laughs> At least with THT's yeah. case, if it's a, a bone, it's a bone is better than a ligament. I'll tell you that, man. You know what I mean? It's yeah, just, that's for sure. Bones heal, ligaments they take yeah, a little bit more complicated, man. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, Kuminga, and, and I always say this: it's better earlier in the season than later if you're gonna get hurt. Not that you have any control over that, but if you can um, kind of recover, you got a a week of not playing in terms of the actual games yet. That week carries over later so we'll see man i hope kaminga comes back strong to be honest i mean watching his summer league i was on the hype train too as much as i'm not a warriors fan i do like great basketball and this kid looks like he has yeah, talent he does so we'll see he's not gonna get any run this year based on what i, I know seen. i was gonna say that but but hey he's gonna get <laughs> a little bit, quarter. Little bit. Uh, and james wiseman also not exactly. on the court yet man at least playing in in preseason. Yeah, that that uh three four spot is gonna marks. be uh it's gonna be uh for automatic or what was that nickname that I told you that I heard about? Auto dude, Porter? Grand Theft Grand Auto. Grand Theft Auto. There you yeah, go. Yeah, dude. <laughs> the internet is still undefeated, dude. Such a good Grand nickname. Grand Theft man. Auto. Yeah. Steal of the year. That Let's was a, go, dude. That was a steal. Like I I won't I won't lie to you. Like when the Warriors signed Auto, I was like, dang, I wanted the Lakers to sign Auto. I've actually like seen him play here and there in the Washington years, and this guy, you know, he was a lottery pick. This guy could play. I mean, he's he's no like star player, but he's a really great fit for a vet team. You know, all I could say about that is, knock on wood, man. Just because, yeah, knock on wood, man. you know. Look, I need to be the one that knocks on wood. I got, we got the older team, hey, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Auto Porter got history, bro. That's the, that's that's yeah. a no. Actually, that's true. Auto Porter <laughs> that's does exact, have history. That's exactly injury. that. Yeah. But you know, uh, you know, good vibes right now. You know what I mean? We yeah, think optimistic. Auto needs Auto needs that bounce back here. So you know, he's coming in in shape. He's coming in ready to play. And, you know, and in, in a week's time, hopefully. The people that aren't hurt now will be able to play in the game because we are on a countdown now, bro. This is the preview to the season opener, mm-hmm. Lakers versus Warriors. <laughs> Bay, the Bay versus LA. Let's fucking Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see what happens with the Dodgers uh, and Giants yeah. series. Let's go. Update you guys on the next episode, fella. Yeah. <laughs> so peace out. We back. And uh, yeah, we are back. Feels good to be back, bro. Glad to be back. See what happens, man. Yeah, catch you on the next episode. Peace. Peace.